0: Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Thursday. Big week from the Jewish calendar. There's the week in which we are sort of getting ourselves to the holiest day of the year, the day of Yom Kippur. We will be having a show Sunday morning for those that are interested. It's going to be a Yom Kippur special. So, Sunday morning will be. The day before Yom Kippur, we will be having a show with God's help, and it will be, um, with God's help, we'll be having a show, I'll confirm that, and it'll be about Yom Kippur. We've been talking a lot about this idea of speech to help us get to the next level of our lives. So let's sort of delve into it, because yesterday we began this concept. I know we spoke about it months ago, and it's important to circle back on these topics, As we learn together, we circle back on topics we've said earlier, and then we can sort of maybe get to a deeper level of understanding. This is riding a bike. What we're doing together, I hope, is not like we're learning a subject. And then, um, yeah, Andy, I will. Just remind me in like 15 minutes. We're not learning a subject, and then, you know, we got it, we check the box, we got the grade, we move on. We're learning a sport. When you learn a sport, you don't really get it until you do it a million times. And then, Even then, you know, we're always trying to refine very similar concepts. So where we, where we left off yesterday was this idea that I want to get to a level that I can't get to now. This is such an incredibly important concept for us to fully digest is that we don't know how to get to where we want to go. We don't know how, because if we would know how, we would be able to get there, right? There's growth that is sort of understandable, right? right? There's growth that's understandable, which is I need to lose weight. I got it to some extent, right? Even though we don't fully get it, but like, I got it. I'm eating, I'm not eating well enough, fine. Then there's growth that we don't understand. Like, I need to stop being anxious when I'm in this room or I need to create um, a deeper relationship with someone I don't know how to do, or I need to be stronger in an area that I've never been stronger in. That's not like I know what to do, now I just need the willpower to do it. That's like, I don't even know how to get there. A lot of the growth that we want in life, we don't know how to get to because we don't have the neuroplasticity that can take us there. That's why surrounding yourself with good people is so critical in life because even if you're not like them, You now at least have models of behavior. I have a friend of mine who um, is not a very religious guy at all. And he seems to like hang out or be connected to more spiritual, more religious people. He goes and prays in a synagogue. He has a rabbi who he's close to. And 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 he always tells me, he says, yeah, I'm not like that, but I want to be around that. And what I think he's getting at is, is I want my role models to be where I'm going. I'm nowhere near where they are. And I don't even want to get there yet, according to him. But he is subconsciously placing himself in a scenario where the the things that he wants to accomplish one day is before him in someone else, which will at least create exposure to how to get somewhere. So we have to recognize that, when I say I want to be independent and I, I, know, I, know I want to have an emotional experience that is resilient to the world, I don't know how to do that. Like, where would I get that from? So we have to use tools to walk in the darkness now. We're not sitting around and going like, yeah, just keep on building. It'll happen. Like, just keep on driving. It's the I-95. Just New York, to Florida. Just go. Just go. I don't know get gas, fill up in coffee, and like just drive. It's like, I don't, I don't know how to make this road. I got to get out of my car and build a bridge. I don't know how to build a bridge, or I, I don't use the same tools. So what we're going to talk about right now feels like walking in the darkness, because it's supposed to. And this is where most people drop out of the process. Where most people drop out of the process is if they're not able to have the right mentors or friends or environment around them and they don't know how to grow, there's a certain level of hopelessness. I don't know how to do this. So they don't. But we have tools that we can use to take us through darkness. And one of those tools is our mouth, it's our speech words that we use. Words that we use create thoughts because I can't speak unless I think. I need to use my brain to formulate a word. And every time I formulate a sentence, I've created some connection in my head. Now, when I just talk, these are very thin, loose connections that may never really actually take form. But when I say very similar things again and again and again and again and again, not only do I create a connection with those words attached to each other, I actually change the narrative in my brain. The commentary that I use starts to shift, right? If you live in a space where You're always losing. And the word you use is, yeah, of course we lose. We always lose. And you say that again, because that's what your team says. That's what your coach says. We just lose, we're not a good team. We're not good at sports. So we lose games. When you get to the fourth quarter of a game and you're down by five, your brain goes, see, you we lose if you grew up in a team and the answer is we can win any game why can't we win of course we can win every game we can win it's never over till it's over and those are the expressions you use and you get to the exact same game and you're in the fourth quarter and you're down you're thinking why can't we win because so that means that you're the messages that you're sending from your brain to your body the strength that is taking place the the ability to extend yourself, the ability to, to find something within yourself is going to actually change. Whether you think you're going to win or you think you're going to lose, based on what you say, it goes into your brain. Remember one time, for the sports fans that are watching, there was a guy named Jason Giambi. All my, my sports fans here will know all this stuff. For those who don't, don't worry, it's an awesome story. Jason Giambi was an Oakland A and he went and he moved to the Yankees. The Yankees, the New York Yankees had an incredible run in the late 90s where they were winning. They were in the World Series all the time. They had an all-star team. It was phenomenal. It was great to be a New York Yankee fan during that period of time. And Jason Giambi joins the Yankees. In his first few days of being a Yankee, they were down like ten two in in the um I'm not gonna go there, Ken, don't worry. We were down ten two in in the ninth inning. Now for those who don't follow baseball, everyone gets a chance to be up. And in a typical baseball game, you're scoring one, two, three runs in an inning. So when you're down eight runs in the bottom of the ninth, you're gonna lose statistically. And the Yankees ended ended up making this incredible comeback and they won 11-10. And it was amazing. So they interview Jason Giambi afterwards and they say, well, what's it like being a Yankee? He says, you know, I got to tell you, I've been around in comebacks before. He said, I got to the dugout at the, to the bottom of the ninth, right? So the top of the ninth, they were on defense. They got their players, they got the other team out. Now they go back to the dugout and they start I'm just trying to get everybody, whoever it is, just trying to get everybody in on this. Because I got to the dug and I sat around and I'm looking around and I'm like, it just doesn't feel right. And I'm like noticing and the guys are talking to each other and I'm, I'm realizing that they don't think they're going to lose. I'm like, guys, we're down by eight. And they're like, yeah, so I, like nobody on the bench thought they were going to lose the game. They're like, we have an inning. We'll win. Like the thought that they're going to lose the game in the ninth inning down by eight never crossed anyone's mind on that bench. That's what it means to be a Yankee. Do you see the greatness in that? That the words that we use, the mantras that we have, the way we speak, the way we speak to each other is actually shaping how I act. It's shaping how far I can dig. It's shaping whether I can reach into the energy and pull it out or not. Now, it's more than just our words, clearly, right? It's our words, it's our experiences, it's our neuroplasticity, it's everything. But I'm, I'm talking about change. And in the world of change, one of the tools that we have is how we speak. And in particular, for this moment, what we're talking about is what we say regularly. If you remember yesterday's talk, let's not go back to yesterday, we spoke about the guy who goes to America, gets blown out, right? He gets his money stolen. And the rabbi tells him to be careful with one commandment. Whatever God does is for the best. If you go into that story, the way this man picked himself up off the bench watching his friends sail back to Europe, the way he got out of the apartment, the way he started his life again, which ultimately led to a much greater result, was just the repetition of the same words. For the best, for the best, for the best, for the best, for the best. And at some point, the repetition of the words started to seep into him. It like created a strength in him. It, it's like it gave him some power and some focus that couldn't happen. You see, when you speak, you're actually enabling your brain to focus on something because it has to say the words. So if in your brain, you've got all these emotions coming at you, by just saying something, you for that period of time that you're saying it, especially if you're saying it slowly, What you're doing is you're just focusing all of the stuff onto something that's driving you towards a different feeling, which may not feel this way for the first 30, 40, 50 times. In Hebrew, there's a a concept, and I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate it. And the concept is written by King David in Psalms. King David said in Hebrew, He'emanti ki adaber. I believe because I speak. And he's getting at the same concept. When I talk about things, when I repeat things, when I say them again and again and again and again and again, it goes from my mouth through my brain to my heart. What we need to start to do is use these tricks. this isn't just us, right? I said this here on the show once ago. This is, stuff that the Navy SEALs use. You know, the Navy SEALs, as they train their, their cadets, they train them when they're in battle, if they feel overwhelmed or nervous, which they should, right? Navy SEALs are being dropped into the most dangerous environments in the world. And as much as you train for it, you're still a human being. And, you, and these guys aren't t- more than 23, 24 year old guys, right? We're talking about kids that go into training and the next thing you know they're being helicoptered into some environment they're driving a convoy through a a, a dirt road and there's an ambush with guns every, what, are you kidding me they're, they're 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 walking through swamps and being shot at they train them to repeat in their heads either, I'm strong, I got this, I got this, I got this, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong, and they're sitting there fighting their battles, and they're repeating in their heads hundreds of times, and by repeating in their heads hundreds of times, they're just focusing their minds, and focusing their minds, and focusing their minds on what's in front of them, and they're reinforcing the feelings of positivity, otherwise their minds would overwhelm them. If we want to become something different, we have to start to put the neuroplasticity in, and if we can't get the neuroplasticity in through action because that's going to take a long time. We get there through speech. And one of the most important things for us to think about and to do is to really create those mantras for our year. To really have those expressions that we're going to go to every single day if we need them. I do them all the time. Honestly, one of my expressions that I try to say during the day is a Hebrew expression called Gam Zula Tova. This will be for good. And I try if I'm ever in a situation during the day where I, something happens that I don't understand as opposed to me losing it, I try my hardest. I'm not saying I always succeed. I'm, I fail more than I succeed in life. I hope that'll change, but that's life. Life, you're always failing. You're always trying. One thing I am not is someone who has it figured out. I'm just a regular dude, I'm a regular guy. We're just learning and growing together. One of the things that I'm constantly doing from this advice is saying that expression to myself sometimes a dozen times, sometimes much more. to Tova. Of, and I'm sitting there like, I don't feel Gamsul I don't feel like this is for the best. I feel this can't possibly be for the best. But I keep on saying it and keep on saying it and keep on saying it. Even if it takes 30 times in a sitting for 10 seconds. And after saying it after a while, I got it. You can breathe it through. We should have these. This is, by the way, a lot of what prayer does for us. Prayer is a process of deepening our connection to God. It's not a process of kissing up to amazon.god. A lot of what prayer is, is a repetition of words to inculcate. Thank you, Deb. Thank you. To inculcate a certain way of seeing the world to shift our schemas so that we can recite these phrases that are deep and empowering and during our whole day. If you really want to look at where you're going, honestly, if you want to look at where you're going in life, take five minutes today and write down three of your most what you want to use this year, most used expressions. This is a great exercise. Try this today. Today. Don't do it tomorrow. Do it today. We don't have tomorrow. We have today. And if we're gifted tomorrow, we can talk about tomorrow. It's an awesome one. Rob. Try today. To take take 10 minutes. Don't overthink it. And write down three expressions that will symbolize what you want to become this year three expressions, not more than five words in expression. Just by looking at that list, you know a lot as to where you wanna go and what's on the inside. If you'd have to take your year and boil it down, not what you where you were, we're in a new year right now, this is a new year, I'm talking about where you're going. Think about where you wanna be in one year from today and ask yourself, which three expressions do I want to embody? It's going to tell you a lot as to who you are and where you're going. And as soon as you have those expressions, you have in your pocket, a really powerful tool that we're going to use when we encounter things that throw us, we go up against this world that's going to give us sweet and sour, When we go up against the world together, that's gonna present us things that are gonna be green lights, yellow lights, and red lights. And hopefully, even the red lights are really sweet and greenish, but we have to prepare ourselves. And even positive, wonderful challenge. Liran it's a great one. Even positive challenges are still challenges, right? Even playing in the Super Bowl is very challenging. It's a lot easier to sit on a couch than to be in the game of the Super Bowl. So even great things like playing in big games and whatever those big games are, whether they're actual sports games or they're life games, even games that we're playing in is challenging. And when we go up against these challenges, whether they're expected or unexpected, we wanna increase the tools in our hands so we can go at them with something so that we're prepared for them one of the ways that we prepare for them is we start understanding how we talk because how I speak is going to change how I feel. And I may not be able to control the person down the block or my family member or the world or the virus or the government or the travel restrictions. I can control what comes out of my mouth. And if I can work on that, Maybe it'll help me in terms of becoming emotionally resilient. Let's do that today. All of us. All of us. Important for those who haven't yet. Today is the last day of our crowdfunding campaign. Momentum is an incredible organization that sponsors the show. It's where I go every year to bring people from all over the world to Israel for the first time. Some of the guys on the show are members, some of my closest, dearest brothers. I've met through this, whether you've gone or haven't gone or know someone has or hasn't gone. It's an incredible organization worthy of our support. And please, Andy posted the link on Zoom, on Facebook, um, wherever you're watching this. There's a link probably connected to it to my page. I'm trying to raise $50,000 for them. Whatever you can give, great. If you know people that are willing to participate in an incredible, important charity right before Yom Kippur, please send it to them. All the support we can can use and help, money goes right to the organization. All right. Until tomorrow, let's do this. Let's do this, man. Let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just do this. Let's, Let's be big together. Have an incredible day. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow.